0: Hey everybody, this is James, and Marco, and Nabil, and this is the Movie Pals Podcast, podcast number 122. Today we are going to be going over a two mini-reviews by Marco and Nabil for their Oscar quote-unquote punishment films, uh, followed by an in-depth review of the new video game adaptation, I guess. I don't know how to say it really. It's based on Sonic the Hedgehog, so it's Sonic the Hedgehog 2, so... <laughs> We're gonna go talk about Sonic. it's in the title, guys. It's Sonic the Hedgehog 2 with a little two tailed me. So, um, without further ado, we are going. I guess this is a uh, topic of the week, technically, right, guys? I guess kind of. Yeah, actually,
1: sure. Yeah, yeah. let's go. We let's can put it as that.
0: It's punishment. Let's get For into our failing our, topic our of, Oscar <laughs> ballots. Let's get into our topic of the week. It's the
1: topic of
0: the week. All right, so we are starting with Nabil. So just as a heads up, uh, if you have no idea what we're talking about, this is probably weird for you, but um, I won the (laughs) Academy Award uh, nomination prediction bowling thing, and every year so far, I've had to give movies (laughs) to Nabil and Marco to watch. Uh, They they do not know, actually, they shouldn't know at least, unless they talk to each other about it, which movie they're watching. I did pick a different film for each one, and then we can talk about it afterwards or whatever, but... Uh Nabil your film was the 1996 film Hamlet
1: To be or not to be
0: Castle Rock Entertainment proudly presents
2: Hamlet the most celebrated drama in the English language seen in glorious 70 millimeter format adapted for the screen and directed by Kenneth Branagh with a distinguished international cast featuring Derek Jacobi, Julie Christie, Kate Winslet, Robin Williams
1: Billy Crystal, Gerard Depardieu, Charlton Heston, Jack Lemmon, richard attenborough john gilgood and kenneth brana as hamlet wow yeah yeah
0: i will intro these out for you because at least the you know this is uh you know you you did the work you watched the movie so this is uh the film came out in uh, on december 25th 1996 this has a 95 percent on rotten tomatoes the IMDB description is hamlet prince of denmark returns home to find his father murdered and his mother remarrying the murderer his uncle meanwhile war is brewing this is directed by kenneth brana who also directed henry v in 1989 much ado about nothing in 1993 and most recently belfast in 2021 this was also written by kenneth brana based on the play by william shakespeare okay so quite a few people in this this epic here i guess i we could say so kenneth brana stars as prince hamlet derek Jacobi is king gladius Julie Christie is Gertrude, Richard Beers is Polonius, Kate Winslet is Ophelia, Nicholas Farrell is Horatio, Michael Maloney is Lairdice, Rufus Sewell is Fortinbras, Robin Williams is Osric, Gerard Depardieu is Rinaldo, Billy Crystal is First Grave Digger, Charlton Heston is Player King, Richard Attenborough is English Ambassador, and Judi Dench is Hecuba. So, Nabil, right off the bat, I know you have never seen this until now, right? Yeah, I've I've seen
2: just bits and pieces of the scene, but I've never sat through this entire film and watched it from start to finish. I thought no, he it was, was like I've like, seen sur- the
0: porn version. It was like surprise, <laughs> motherfucker! This is my third time seeing this. Uh, so, what did you uh, think about it then? In a few sentences.
2: Well, I I don't think you've mentioned it here, but it's a four hour and two minute movie.
0: it. <laughs> <didn't>
1: <laughs> so- <laughs> oh fuck!
0: Was it was Marco, a short? You, you got to you about yours. I know you. Have some similarities here. Uh, yes, it is. It's uh,
2: So I. I didn't realize this was the entire play of Hamlet. I've seen plenty of renditions of of the Hamlet film, and uh, they've always been shortened to about like two and a half hours plus. Yeah, most of them so, are. This is
0: from yeah. what I read about. By the way, I've never seen this, but I've heard it's been on my. <laughs> In my watch, it. Damn, Marco can't be losing it. Let me, let me tell you, bad. too. Let, let, me,
2: let me tell you, too, Marco, that uh, I didn't realize how long this film was, and I had to watch it all this past Sunday because I looked and I was like, okay, let me watch this. And I said, oh my God, it's four hours <laughs> Oh, yes. shit. Oh
0: my God. Yes, it is. Oh, oh. So. But. Other than the extreme <laughs> length of the film, I, uh no. it's did, a great film. Was, was it good? It, it, this is I a. I mean, it's got a really good. This is the purest adaptation.
2: Yeah, as yeah, the purest adaptation I've seen on film for uh, the story of Hamlet uh, from Shakespeare. It's it's Kenneth Brana is amazing in this movie as Prince Hamlet. Uh, he he also did, adapted the screenplay like you said over here as well as um, directed the film as well as being the lead character. You know, like.
0: For the tri- triple it took play, some right? skill. Triple player.
2: Yeah, it took a lot of skill to do that, and he was able to um, really, he he was the highlight of the film, to be honest, just playing as Hamlet, just the emotion, the craziness of the character being, you know, ups, the, the, the varied emotion, I, I mean... It was a long, certainly, but Hamlet is a long play. If you've ever, you know, read it or watched it live, it is a long play in general. And he really kept true to the form and the way that it was set up visually. You know, you, you, there was it was all within uh, essentially in Hamlet's, you know, in his, their castle, and um, all the scenes were beautiful. Everything was really well put together. The the clothing, the you know, for the period was all really well done. Um, they had a lot of good interactions with the other characters such as especially um kate winslet as ophelia she did an amazing job and she was uh, i think you and i talked about it she was only 21 i think at the time mm. so yeah she's she this came out right around the time that titanic came out right after i think um so you know just just the the different kind of the renditions that i've seen on film are always are good like the one that i was expecting it to be closer to was the i think it's i think it was 1990 it might be 92 the hamlet version with uh, glenn close and and uh, mel gibson and that's what i was kind of trying to think that they might be more online and this is far superior to that just just by you know so much i i think that um I couldn't find anything that was really wrong with the movie, to be honest. If When you're looking at it from through and through for like a Shakespeare film and that's being adapted, especially, this is the truest to form that I've, I've been able to see on anything. Even like I've seen a lot of different variations of people's takes that try to modernize something. But this is like if you're looking for the titular version of, of just Hamlet and you want to see it on screen, this would be the movie you'd want to watch.
0: Yeah, so I, I got to ask a question on this one. Like Billy Crystal and Rob Williams, are they just in like one scene each? Yeah, they're they're play the comic relief characters.
2: You know, there's always something like that in Shakespeare. And um, I will say, the scene that Billy Crystal's in, I think it's I think it's a little mixed of uh, modern because you can tell the language is a little different when Billy Crystal speaks. And I don't mean it like in the sense of the accents or anything because they all are, right? are pretty much saying their accent. It's more yeah, his English isn't really. Old English. Like the it's like,
0: is it just like? Yeah, it's not the Shakespearean English. It's
2: it's an old English, but it's not a Shakespearean English. And you could tell. So that he, I, I think Kenneth Branagh definitely had to punch up some more dialogue for him um, to give him some more um, some breath inside the story. His wings uh, yeah, yeah. So so there was because because there was a scene as, uh, in that or during that scene. There's a conversation between. Uh, the Gravedigger, Billy Crystal, and uh, Hamlet, and they're they're speaking two different dialects. And I know it's also the the guys of being you know wealthy and poor, but um, but you could see the difference between like Shakespearean Old English, which is what Kenneth Branagh's character Hamlet was playing or speaking, and Billy Crystal's character was speaking just kind of like the ye old English time kind of thing. So. But but they were funny. I mean, Billy Crystal was great. Robin Williams. I I didn't realize he was going to be in this film. I forgot. And um, when he saw him, he's he's at um, near the end of the movie and quite entertaining there. Just to see him on screen it was a nice uh, kind of surprise there. Um, and then of course you have people like Richard Attenborough, just kind of shows up for a little bit at the very end. He's which just very like interesting.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Judy Dench is in a
2: flashback scene, and she's great, you know, for the I scene that she's you. in. Like, there's just a lot of little bit of that sprinkle cameo to play these one-off characters yeah, no, that I, don't I, ever I assume, show up ever again, and it's great.
0: I, looking at the list when I was making this up, I was like, good God, how many more people are in this movie? Like, mm-hmm. a ton, so... There's a lot, yeah. Um, okay, so, I mean, that's, uh, you know, uh, what would you, uh, Who would you recommend this to anyone right off the bat, or would you have, would you... Do you think it only kind of pertains to people that really like this kind of either this play or Shakespeare in general? Well, I do think that
2: uh, Hamlet is an interesting story. I feel that it's been told so many times on film and it really is a basis of a lot of it's it's a sense, you know, th- for anybody who doesn't really know much about Hamlet, it's essentially a, f- a story about a lot of false assumptions and that kind of leads to everybody's uh, dismay. You know, everything falls apart slowly over time because people assume one thing over another and there's misjudgments and then suddenly it all falls apart. And that's a lot of modern films are kind of based off of that kind of miscommunication, miss misses, miss that, you know, could have been fixed if you just properly spoke to the person that you're, you're doing. So the first um, couple
1: of seasons of sons of anarchy was kind of loosely based on Hamlet.
2: Yeah, it was exactly. So, I mean, that's, and that's what, this film does a really good job of showing. So I think that there's definitely relevance to see see that. It is hard. It took I had to watch it with subtitles because I was worried I wasn't going to catch all the language because Kenth Brana like he's going for it. so he's, yeah. you know, he's just I talking see. talking, talking talking. There's a lot of dialogue in this film. Um, it's it's and there's not too much action. there's there's enough for a Shakespearean film that you can be like, okay, but it's it's still dialogue heavy, so it's hard to keep up with sometimes. so the, the subtitles help, but I will say that if you are a fan of Shakespeare, yeah, of course this is a, this is a film that you must see, but even for the casual viewer, I think it's a great thing that if you, if you want to get into something like that and you've just never wanted to sit down and read the book, if you can maybe break it up over a couple sessions, you can get to the film if you don't want to spend yeah. four hours in it like I did. But, um, I do think it's a worth watch, you know, to be able to just sit down and enjoy it and to see some of these, um, more mainstream actors now, um, kind of in in the nineties just, just um even some of the surprise cameras again of like Billy Crystal and, and Rob Williams just to see them on screen. It was a delight to to be able to to see them again and not expect it in a different type of role. Um so yeah I would I would recommend this for anybody. I think it's I think it's worth a watch for anybody who who's uh a, a fan of just a good story.
0: Cool. Uh what would you uh read this one, Bill? I
2: give this a five stars. Oh wow sure. okay wow.
0: Yeah, it's an
1: nice. excellent film. Mm-hmm. Right on.
0: Awesome. Okay, let's move on now to Marco's film. For Marco, I chose the 1984 film Once Upon a Time in America, the Extended Cut. Four horsemen of the apocalypse. You was better off the state in the Bronx.
1: Arnon Milchan presents Once Upon a Time in America. Today they ask us to get rid of Joe. Tomorrow they ask me to get rid of you. Is that okay with you? Because it's not okay with me. They belong to all of us together and to none of us alone. And we solemnly swear to put in 50% of everything we make. Agree? Interested in your friends in high places, and I don't trust politicians. Now, if we listen to you, we'd still be rolling drunks for a living. Who's Avemider? You broke.
0: So the IMDb description on this one is: A former Prohibition-era Jewish gangster returns to the Lower East Side of Manhattan 35 years later, where he must once again confront the ghosts and regrets of his old life. This is directed by the. I mean. I mean, in my opinion, at least legendary director Sergio Leone this is his last film that he created or made actually before his death uh he did for a few dollars more in 1965 the good the bad and the ugly in 1966 and once upon a time in the west in 1968 this is written by Leonardo Benvenuti PRD Bernardi Enrico Medioli Franco Arcali Franco Ferrini and Sergio Leone they're all Italian. They all only made Italian films. There's no, I mean, I could tell you what they made, but it would make no fucking sense if I told you, like, they made this random Italian film in the fucking whatever. Uh, this is based on the novel The Hoods by Harry Gray. This was released on June 1st, 1984. And now I'm going to say a bunch of more Italian names here. So <clears throat> this is starring Robert De Niro as Noodles, James Woods as Max, Elizabeth McGovern as Deborah, Joe Pesci as Frankie uh, Monaldi, Burt Young as Joe, Tuesday Weld as Carol, Treat Williams as Jimmy O'Donnell, Danny Aola as Police Chief Aola, Richard Bright as Chicken Joe, James Hayden as Patsy, William Forsythe as Cockeye, Dar- uh, Darien Flugel as Eve, Larry Rapp as Fatmo, and Richard Frangi as uh, Whitey. Marco, so I'm assuming you had never seen this movie before. Right. Well,
1: I saw the wrong movie, sir. I saw Once Upon a Time in the West. This <clears> motherfucker! I'm just
0: kidding, dude. Oh, I was what like, to say? I was like, oh, Marco's looking real weird right now. I was like, <laughs> which, by the way, he did make. I believe that was a movie made. He right did before this one, yeah.
1: Which, yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. saw. Have you no, seen I that saw, movie before? I was,
0: by the way, Once Upon a Time in the West.
1: No, all I all I've seen is uh, the man, his uh, man with no name. Trilogy. trilogy which i think most which, people which, have yeah, yeah. Some yeah probably most
0: well known for with clint eastwood um yeah what did you uh so yeah this one obviously but, you'd never seen before but what did you think
1: correct i uh to answer your question no i i never seen it i never knew yeah. that sergio leone directed this movie so i, n- I never made that yeah. connection i never looked it up so that was quite surprising um I also confused this movie with A Bronx Tale. Oh, so, the bus
0: driver one? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay, the, also never seen. I've never seen. I've never seen A Bronx Tale. So, my thoughts on the movie: hmm, it's kind of a mixed bag. I enjoyed it. Don't get me wrong. It's a great movie, it's epic. Nabil, I was laughing so hard at you because this movie is three hours and 49 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> so, yours was just slightly longer, and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and you got the extended edition. <laughs> yeah, I got the full edition, which uh, I never knew had never been released. I guess the theatrical release got like a two hour and twenty four minute long Ooh, version, which okay. got what a got destroyed by critics and everyone, and tanked in the box office that was to the a, point where it, it like it a got pulled of, from.
0: Uh, sorry, I was gonna say that's a result of the studios coming. Yeah, in, they, they just kind of weren't confident.
1: Yeah. yeah, they weren't confident in the film and. So, it, because that, it got pulled from uh, Oscar nominations that year, year it came out, it's nineteen eighty four, like James said. I am going to tell but, you too, uh, real quick, it,
0: Marco, that I have also never seen this movie. Just you know. late, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. You tell me, was it good or not?
1: <laughs> it, it, uh, it was good. It was very shocking. Uh, I will say that it, it. It made you at times very uncomfortable, and I, in th- reading the trivia on the movie it made sense that that was the whole point so uh, although i i enjoyed watching it there are certain scenes that are very very cringeworthy at times i'm just like ooh, like i get what you're trying to do but um man uh, he he uh, sergio leone just didn't pull any punches with this one it, it's when it's violent it's violent when it's um Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get more into it later, but, uh, yeah, there were just some scenes that were just kind of, like, very cringeworthy, so... it kind a lot of a people mix, compare kind of this back.
0: to, like, The Godfather, right? Is that true, or is that, like, not too true?
1: Where, where the Godfather romanticizes the family aspect of a gangster family,
0: mm-hmm.
1: this movie shows you the dark side of that the violence the extreme violence the mentality the grit to it because there's a lot of grit to it versus I mean don't get me wrong the godfather is violent but you're still rooting for the corleone family right the, the main yeah. protagonist in my opinion there are no protagonists in this movie they're just characters there's no protagonist no antagonist you really can't because everyone Every single character in this movie is a piece of shit and that is the point. They they are violent gangsters. They're not your neighbor, they're not your friend. They even talk throughout the movie about betraying one another and how it could come to those to to to, to uh to that point where you have to betray each other. It's like yeah. they are not good people and I I read that Sergio Leone spent a lot of time with a well, like a real life gangster that this is based off of and um, really wanted to portray uh, early gangs from this guy's point of view and th- his mentality and how he thought. And, and that's why the movie is presented the way it is with extreme violence um, and just no no pull punches. So um, for that, I mean, he he really got that straight on i mean it's considered a this version is considered a masterpiece and i I think it is but the one caveat is that it's not for the faintest of hearts um yeah
0: (laughs) was there any outside of that though was there was there anything that was redeeming on it like i mean just looking at the cast it has a pretty fucking all-star cast too like
1: the yeah the the cast the acting is great robert de niro does great as as his character noodles he uh he really embodies the the character to you know you don't really see de niro you see noodles it's very different from other de niro characters where they have some sort of redeeming aspect to it and the movie does try to redeem this character and from all the evil he's done in his life but for me like i'm like there is no redeeming this character these are just these are the events and the choices that he made that led him to where he is and that's pretty much all she wrote james woods was a surprise i i had no idea he was in this until i saw the credits and i was like oh shit james wood's is gonna be in this uh joe pesci has a small cameo as well in this which is you know quite shocking He does really good he's kind of a scene stealer but the the entire cast the, the group of kids that uh that start off in the movie uh, because the whole story, basically it's a saga of this group of four kids who form a, form a gang. Well, technically there was five of them, but one of them dies at the beginning spoilers. And, um, it starts from like their their very beginnings uh, via flashbacks. That is one aspect that is very similar to The Godfather, particularly Godfather Two, where the story t- telling is revealed in flashbacks from Noodles' point of view, and you start from the very beginning of these kids being you know very poor in nineteen in the early nineteen twenties. And having no money and then basically starting their own racket and becoming their own made men and growing up in the life of prohibition and, and being gangsters. And um, it it, uh, it it really captures like the the brotherhood, I guess, that these guys have, despite the fact that they're all they're all very monstrous people. Um, One I mean, one key example is a crazy moment is I mean, there's there's a lot of rape in the movie i'll just say it i've heard yeah. um they're these guys are fucking rapists so you can't fucking root for them like you just can't like yeah, the movie tries to redeem him and stuff but it's like no like you you guys are fucking awful you know like this is the life you live and you know these are the times you know it's very <clears throat> it's a very misogynistic hell-bent way in which they were you know Brought up from the streets, you know, and and in the life of gangsters, unlike other gangster movies like The Godfather, where there's you know there's lines they don't cross, you know, and yeah. you know there's things they won't do. They'll they'll kill each other and everything, but there are other things they won't do. These guys have no limits, and it shows you they just have no fucking limits. They do what they do in an instant. It's just like second nature to them, and I think that is the whole point of the movie is to show you that the gangster life you, it's not to be you know romanticized it's it's tragic because these people could have had a different path they could have become different men but they chose to be you know the lowest of the low and yeah. i think that the the movie captures that feeling and that sentiment pretty well
0: nice um so leading into it then marco would you, uh who would you recommend this to then
1: uh, if you're a fan of uh, gangster movies, uh, I would uh, recommend it. Or if you're a fan of Sergio Leone's work, I would recommend it. Uh, if you have a uh, you know four hours to kill, I, I would recommend it. It's again, it, if you also if you have like a you know, if you have a very strong tolerance for extreme violence, and you know you can really. Uh, look at the art for what it is and what it's trying to show. Then I recommend it. Uh, you know, if if did extreme you, violence is not for you, you then Marco, quick, you probably shouldn't you, watch it.
0: Did you look up what the biggest differences were between the theatrical cut and the director's cut? Like, I mean, they would added back like an the, hour and twenty minutes. Like, goddamn! Like, like what was cut? A lot
1: that? of <laughs> a lot of the earlier scenes, flashbacks of the gang as kids, was omitted. Oh, gotcha. um, a lot of some of the exposition from them, even as adults, w- was omitted. And even still at three hours and 49 minutes long, there was still an additional 45 minutes that Sergio Leone wanted to put in that the studio did a hard no on. they were like, no, 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 no sorry. We're not going to do that. Nice. You get this cut and that's it. So even this, according to Sergio Leone, is not really like the full version because there was there was more scenes as kids. There was an additional scene that would have filled in. Uh, a later part in the gang's lives where uh, they meet different people, they have different relationships, and all of a sudden you're like, "Where the fuck did they meet these people? Like this isn't who they were dating like just a minute ago." And uh-huh. would have explained those things if you're really nitpicking. But um, I, I guess a lot of the there is a lot of backstory. There is a lot of I guess development of the characters that was omitted, and I can, I can see if you take out like chunks of this movie, it it will not be good and it will not make sense. Uh, particularly because of the fact that you deal with flashbacks, it's like if they were to trim down The Godfather 2 into a two-hour-long movie, it'd be shit. Because you know, it's 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 the way the narrative goes, the way the story goes that that really complements each other.
0: Okay, uh, what would you rate it then in our star rating?
1: Uh, I'd give it a three and a half stars. Okay, I think it's still a, a worthy watch. I think that it really shows the the uh the tenure of uh Sergio Leone as a director and a lot of beautiful shots a lot of really good uh scenes uh with, you know blended in with music um there is one scene that <laughs> that is very long and it it uh, involves a ringtone of a phone uh IMDb says the telephone rings a total of 24 times as the phone is ringing a series of, of events is happening like you see like things happen and like the, the phone is this is like a 1920s 1930s ring ringtone yeah. i'm staring at the tv and the fucking phone is just ringing and i'm like what the fuck is this movie what the fuck did you do to me james are you trying to drive someone, me insane someone pick up that fucking phone i do seriously like i had to put it on mute because i'm like if they i had a, the subtitles on so i would know if someone was talking Cause I was like, I, I can't take it anymore. But, uh, that also is, is, uh, what's affecting the rating too. That scene alone. <laughs> and some of the extreme violence scenes, of course.
0: I gotcha. All right. Okay. So Nabil and Marco, these are your movies. What? Why do you think I just chose these ones for you guys? Um, I
1: can, I can name you. three reasons why you go. Okay. I can three. name three reasons why go three. Okay. okay. The Snyder Cut, Blade Runner 2049, <laughs> and Dune. Um, because we've obviously had conversations... Oh, and the Batman. Four. Four reasons. The Batman. Uh, we've had conversations about length of movies, and I've always said how the length of the movie you know, shouldn't really matter. Um, I still kind of stand by that, but it depends on what the movie's showing.
0: Gotcha. What do you think, Neville?
2: I mean... It- part of the punishment is to give us something that you think you might enjoy, but um, also, you know, it's going to be a long film. So, trying to get us something not too too, uh, unknowingly boring for us, but, you know, something that is going to be lengthy.
0: Yeah, so I went with it like... I was like, Snyder Cut was so fucking long, and I was like, I guess we're just going to watch long films now. So, I was like, let me look up the longest (laughs) films ever made. And I looked him up and I was like, there you go, these two. <laughs> I called I it. I called <laughs> yeah. it. Literally all I did. I was like, you know what? I was like, should I give someone Gandhi? I was like, eh, that's kind of racist to give that one in the bill. So I was like, I'll give him fucking. <laughs>
1: anyway, I've actually seen That Gandhi, was though. an
0: option, by the way. There was a couple. And then we had just watched The Godfather uh, and then I was like, fuck it. And then I was doesn't, like, I doesn't
1: Fisher Stevens play Gandhi?
0: No. Ben Kingsley. Um, Oh,
1: Ben Kingsley. Okay. Never mind. I'm thinking of Short Circuit. Yeah. Totally random. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Johnny number fucking five. All right. So that is it, guys. Uh, But the thing is, I did want to choose good movies, though. So I was like... Yeah. I chose movies that were, you know, universally kind of praised. So that's why I kind of, you know, went with that. So I don't think it was that bad for you guys. It's one of those things where, you know, now you guys... I mean, and I also chose movies that I hadn't seen. So I wanted to genuinely be interested on in your guys' reactions to them because I haven't seen them so both, like I said though, both have been on my playlist for fucking I mean like a decade years 20, probably so I mean I'll probably watch both of them down the line so yeah with that being said guys let's go into our main review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2
1: these rings signify the commitment so
0: help me Thomas sorry sorry Life or death situation, I need you to use the ring to save me, like right now. No, my God. Oh, boy. Ah, Hawaii. I just hope we're not too late. Oh, Lord, there are two of them now.
1: What's happening? Uh Okay, quick version. Robotnik is back. (laughs) I discovered the source of ultimate power we need to get it back or the world is doomed you rock some kind of mm. space porcupine oh! I am an echidna warrior
2: Sonic the Hedgehog 2 currently sitting with a 68% Rotten Tomato score the premise is when the manic Dr. Robotnik returns to Earth with a new ally, Knuckles the Kidna. Sonic and his new friend Tails is all that stands in their way. This is directed by Jeff Fowler, who did uh, the last Sonic the Hedgehog film back in 2020, as well as the upcoming Pink Panther movie. It was written by Pat Casey, who uh, co-wrote Sonic the Hedgehog, as well as Josh Miller. And... John Whittington, who wrote the Lego Batman movie back in 2017, and the Lego Ninjago movie. This film did just come out in theaters on April 8th and is starring Ben Schwartz as returning as Sonic. Idris Elba plays Knuckles. Colleen O'Shaughnessy as Tails. Jim Carrey is back as Dr. Ivo uh, Ivor Robotnik. James Marston is, returns as Tom. Tika Sumter comes back as Maddie. Natasha Rothwell as Rachel. Shemar Moore as Randall. Adam Pally as Wade. And Lee Majub as Agent Stone. So, let's start with you, James. What did you actually think about this movie?
0: What did I think of Sonic the Hedgehog 2? First off, I do want to bring up that Sonic... Uh, was one of the, like the last movies we saw right before, you know, it
2: was the pandemic. The pandemic
0: so I always had like fond memories oh, yeah. of that because I was just like, oh yeah, we got to see that right beforehand and stuff
2: before the yeah. dark times,
0: before before the empire. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I liked it actually a lot. I'm not gonna lie, I think it had something to do with like, like yeah, it's not perfect. It's far from perfect. Like some of the CG looks like shit too, but i like was laughing the entire time and i just rolled with it i went with janelle her brother and mikey too so we all four went and saw it It was kind of nice and like I-, I told you guys um we didn't see it wednesday night i guess was like an earlier screening but we saw it on thursday and our whole theater was full of like a bunch of kids like not like everywhere like everywhere like running down the aisles kind of shit normally that bothers the fuck out of me Damn. right as you guys know because i'm a grumpy old man nowadays and I'm the type like, hey, watch your fucking kids, you know? But, like, for these ones, I'm like, it's a kid's movie. I kind of just got to roll with it, you know? And I think that actually heightened my, like, likeness of this movie. Like, every kid was, like, yelling when the fights happened. This kid to my right, like, was, like, so hyped to see Sonic fight fucking Dr. Robotnik, bro. Like, I was, like, rooting for him. I looked over and I was like, oh, yeah, he'll get him. Don't worry, man. I was just like, don't even worry, bro. The kids in the front were dancing the whole time and shit, and I was just like, this is fucking madness. But I was like, you know what? It's fun. I had a lot of fun. Oh, so,
1: nice. You
2: know? I had a similar experience, to be honest, with uh, the theater being full. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of I kids. The yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> There's a 21 year
0: old <laughs> man crying. I was like. Oh yeah. shit. There
2: was also a grown man just in tears at some, you know, stuff we'll talk about in spoilers. But it was uh it was it was a different experience for me. I know you guys go to the theaters more often than probably I do, but my theaters the norm to build. Yeah. This yeah. this is the first time I've seen it like even for like big premiere films where the theaters are packed, this is the rowdiest I think I've seen a theater since <laughs> oh, no. uh, we started, since the pandemic started. The Bill's like, it's the on. world has
1: changed. I right, he don't recognize it spray spray anymore. Air.
0: Tell these goddamn kids to stop eating M&M's and sit the fuck down. Because I'm not coming back to this. He's the guy I that knew, came up I to the manager cane cane on the wrong day. Yeah, he came up to the manager and the goddamn animals are just running around.
1: He's so just dictating his life th- like a like you're, seeing door. The,
0: you're seeing Sonic the Hedgehog, sir. I don't give a fuck.
1: Day 92. That's Sonic. I, I may just become feeling. a child murderer today.
0: Shut <laughs> up! Fucking
1: shut up! <laughs>
0: As, as we get a shot of Nabil fully painted blue and everyone's asking to take photos with him. <laughs> <laughs> can I take a picture
1: with Chubby Sonic? No. No, he's weird, honey. I'm sorry. The, he, doesn't ha- he doesn't have like the, the, wig, the spiky <laughs> the, hair. He just he has can. lines painted on his head. Gotta go fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Where's tails at? His Don't feet are bursting through <laughs> shoes a little too small for him. <laughs> I couldn't find red one for my size. I went to good ones. Worn out. <laughs> oh, f- fucking tails bleeding. and Shit. <laughs> Sorry.
0: Sorry, guys. This is what speed does to you. Holy shit. Oh
1: man. you go fast. <laughs> well, Marco, what were your thoughts on the film? I don't agree with the sixty-eight percent Rotten Tomato score. I think that's too low, sir. I also very much enjoyed this movie. I had a lot of fun with it. I agree with what James said. It was it was it was fun. Uh it's it's a it's a video game movie that stays true to the character, stays true to the franchise, and even down to the continuation and, and the growth of the character and the expansion of of uh the game world itself. And it's I think it's a um I think it's a very good formula that other video game properties should follow when adapting them into the real life. Um, Don't even...
0: Man, hold me back, Marco. I'm about to fuck Halo up right now. (laughs) 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 Fuck, man. I started gripping my chair, man. I'm like... Dude. (laughs) I wonder what he's talking about, guys.
1: God. Play more, play more of the Halo Infinite uh, campaign, and you'll you'll, you'll want to do it. You just the
0: Resident go. Evil movie, like, oh my fucking god! Yeah, like, every single one of but,
1: them. But I told my brother this is probably like the only successful video game movie franchise. Really, to today, it knows date. its audience. Uh, exactly, it knows its audience, which is different from a lot of the other films. They're trying to. The, I mean, besides the to... besides the Witcher, right? But right. the Witcher's and, a TV and show, probably,
0: and probably like Detective Pikachu. I think that was the only other one.
1: True. Yeah. Right. But True. that knew its audience as yeah, well. Exactly. You know, yeah. that,
0: that's what I think it is. Is that
1: we'll, these we'll films... wait for the sequel on that one? But so far, you know, two yeah. two for two on this one. You know, it's a it's a home run. Uh, I think uh, uh, that the characters were were lively. The jokes were a lot funnier in this one. I was fucking dying too, James. I was laughing Did you? a okay, lot. I gotta say. There's
0: <laughs> Did you guys laugh at the Vin Diesel rock joke when he's like, "Just like, yes, I was dying." Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was like, yeah. Oh,
1: Only, <clears throat> only, only drawback for me was that my my theater wasn't as as hyphy. It was kind of oh, tame. would and, <laughs> and the Vin Diesel joke went over everyone's fucking head except for mine. Uh, so we I was all like, laughed. At oh, that. I so thought, uh, I think
0: yeah. I'm sorry. Good. No, no, I was gonna say I thought uh, supposedly this might be like Jim Carrey's like last movie, right?
2: That's what he says, and that's yeah. like
0: a shame because, like, he hams it up so much in this fucking movie. Man, I was yeah. dying when he, at one point, he does like a mo- it's like so random. <laughs> like, he's in the backyard and he does some motion where he's like putting his yeah. hands down, and he's like, <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like this. I was fucking crying for laughing,
1: dude. <laughs> he just does so much fucking things that are just hilarious. I'm like, wow, he's fire right now. And, uh, yeah. freaking, uh, Sonic's. Like commentaries were just on point. I was like, oh my god, his references are just hilarious. The fucking deputy was fucking hilarious. I laughed at everything the deputy was doing. Even the fucking uh uh the goon that um that Robotnik has was, Agents was owned, fucking yeah. hilarious. Agents yeah. Owned, <laughs> yeah, but I I think that they handled it very well, man. It's that's why I don't agree with that 68%. Like, no, nah, it should be higher, man. At least 75.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. they are well. What do you think about the actual uh, new characters that they've added on, Knuckles and Tails? We'll start with uh, you, Marco, in regards to Knuckles, uh, who's being played by Idris Elba. What, what were your thoughts on his uh, introduction?
1: So I had very limited uh, knowledge of of Knuckles. I tried to keep it that way. I had no idea Idris Elba was playing him. I I even though I watched the trailer and he had like some speaking lines I thought he handled it great. I liked his kind of fish out of water type attitude where he just like is so like ignorant to everything on earth and Sonic is just sort of like riffing off of that and I thought that was hilarious. I think it created a really good dynamic that that they like grew upon and I think it had a good Pay off, uh till the end uh Tails was very like his his voice seemed very like accurate i guess to other i don't know if
0: that's the actual voice it's a lady that plays his voice brother but she's the, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From the cartoon show from Animation. Animation. yeah i was gonna yeah. say
1: i don't know if it was the same person in the cartoon or not but yeah definitely sounded like it and I felt that added uh, a different element to it as well because there, you had three different powers. Obviously, they're all speedsters, but you know Sonic is the fastest, and Tails has his his tech, which could you know counter Robotnik's. And then you have you know Knuckles with you know the fucking strongest punch in the world, I guess. So um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that they they did a good job at, at letting each character shine and and uh, have their own arc within the movie, which each character like truly does, honestly. Um, you know, some characters are set off to the side, like uh the the girlfriend, I guess, was this time's kind of set to the side, but that's okay. You know, they had a whole, whole other ensemble of characters to um to introduce. Robotnik definitely had more spotlight on him this time around, and I'm glad that he did because he steals the show, like James was saying, he does all these fucking weird things in the background, like, blink if you miss it. And I think yeah. they're... I mean, they're probably ad-libbed by Jim Carrey, because he's just I got so, a, such I have a good a, improver. I got a
0: feeling he, it was probably something like that, where he's like, I'm <laughs> this. I don't give a shit.
1: Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, it was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there there are some scenes that are in spoilers where I was just i was just fucking dying. But uh, they're later in the movie, so yeah, I, I felt that they handled the characters pretty well, the the new ones and the old.
2: What about you, James? Any any thoughts of standouts for Tails and Knuckles' introduction?
0: No, they were good, man. Like as a fan of like the series of like games, you know, um, they they do such a good job of like nailing their um, personalities, I guess, because they're all very different, like mm-hmm. Marco said. Um, I thought they did really good. Iverson he would not be my first choice to do knuckles probably voice wise but like i think he did really good like there's a part yeah mm-hmm. oh, i'm just like i don't want to spoil the whole movie but they, like he, there's a, he's so like ferocious he's like a warrior there's even a scene where he's like oh never mind he stairs, and he just starts walking up the stairs the <laughs> that was like, <laughs> Fuck, yes. me again, yeah so, shit like that like he just he he actually is pretty funny too and throughout it and mm-hmm. um i don't know if you guys remember back in the day like sonic 3 it was a big deal the sonic and knuckles fucking, it was. Yeah, you know, like rivalry yep. like who the fuck is this guy and their logos are so cool and i i was like a nintendo kid growing up but even then like i knew about that shit and i was like i kind of wish i had this game so i think right. they did a good job of doing that man so
2: what about your thoughts on uh jim carrey playing in you know, robotnik i know we, we've all got some thoughts on that i mean it sounds like you're really uh, yeah absolutely scene
0: stealer man he's great that's why i was like man if he does decide this is his last movie, like, he went out on top, man. I, I'll look at him that much. Like, it's hilarious. He does a great job. Once again, I, it's funny, because the first time that we ever heard about Jim Carrey being, like, Dr. Eggman or Robotnik, you know, in the first movie, I was like, what the fuck? This is so random, you know? But, like, right, it's yeah. really in this movie where I think, like, okay, like, this, this dude is, like, Dr. Robotnik. Like, fuck. They even mm-hmm. said if they do a third one, like, and he doesn't come back, they won't recast it at all. So I was like, okay. I mean, shit, he's... He's good, dude. So,
2: any, any thoughts on your end, Marco? Uh, anything stood out for Robotnik?
1: I agree with James. I felt that uh, Carrie was more comfortable with the character this time around and embodied Doctor Robotnik more, like similar to like the video game where it just you don't you don't really see Carrie, you see Robotnik, and you you know obviously because he had more of the look this time around, which they explain he at does. the end of yeah. the you know the first movie yeah. spoiler. Yeah, you haven't seen the mustache. first movie, but then why you listen to us if you haven't seen the first one anyway uh yeah i i don't see i don't see anyone else as robotnik i think that everything all the way down to um there's a spoiler at the end but even down to the 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 end i think that he truly embodies the the character and and gives it life and that extra jim carrey charm that that it needs to make the character interesting yeah and i think you guys are right jim carrey definitely was a scene stealer i think with
2: his robotnik and uh the character agent stone he is does a really good job of riffing off of jim carrey and he didn't have Mm -hmm. as many scenes this time around compared to the first film with him but the scene that they do have you can definitely see he kind of is a very good complement to it so i thought that uh agent was <laughs> just hilarious to go with him but yeah but i mean like jim carrey really they they let him go fully loose in this one compared to the first one like he was a bit more reserved there but this one he was just all out and hilarious and i mean at this point he is supposed to be a bit more mad right getting trapped on an, uh, a different planet yeah. or whatever for so long yeah and then coming back over here like he's gonna be pinched <laughs> and he was just hilarious all the, and all the all the uh Current relevant jokes mm-hmm. that he was tossing in there, like you were saying, James, about the the Rock and uh, uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, just, fine there was always just like little, th- like, yeah, so these odd. little throwaways <laughs> in there that I just would f- catch. It's like, did he just say and just like yeah. fucking die from? I'll it tell itself. you,
1: even Sonic man had just had some fucking lines where I was just like, oh my! I was just thinking of one the other day that I'll say in spoilers that I was just fucking dying that he says to Robotnik, and I'm like, early in the movie, and I'm just like, oh my fucking god, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think the writing was really good too. So between him, uh, you know,
2: Robotnik's character and Jim Carrey really just being able to, uh, riff a bit and, and do his own thing. This, just like you guys talk about Knuckles and Tails, like, they do really fit the characters that you f- you imagine in the game and you see them on the in the cartoon shows and i think that's kind of a testament at least for these characters they really spent some time giving them like the type kind of jokes and really give them flesh out their individual personalities versus you know just being some generic support for sonic so that everybody did get a chance to really shine and you got a, a sense of who they were and how how their personalities were and i think that's a testament to just how much attention they gave to these characters um, with, with and with the writing, I can't say the same thing for the humans in the film that isn't Doctor Robotnik. I, th- I think uh, James Marston's character, uh, you know, Tom, and then his wife or his girlfriend. Um, the, the the subplot, uh, the whole thing, I think, is a different thing. But but for the main cast, it was that were the characters. The, the they
0: definitely take like Sonic a, a back seat this time around. I'll say that much. They do because the yeah. focus of the first one was more of like a like a almost a buddy like road trip movie, you know? Uh with yeah. or, you know, them getting to know each other, but um this is I all about that. growth. Yeah, it's all about yeah. growth and like kind of like friendship and like, you know, like, you know, who your family is and all that stuff and making your own yeah. family. And uh they they work for that point of it is what I'm getting at, so. Well, what did you think
2: about that message of of like the whole friendship, the fatherhood, you know, especially the relationship? I feel like so in my opinion, I think the relationship changed and they do call it out at the beginning of the film, but it's from it being like f- friends you know, from like kind of annoyed with each other between James Marsden's character and Sonic to now being seen more as a father-son figure. Yeah. I, I I don't know if I really like that dynamic, but that's definitely where what they were trying to build toward this. What, what did you think about that relationship that they kind of re, reset up in this film?
0: Uh, I mean, it, it still worked for me because I, I felt like, especially, I mean, that's almost spoiler-y a little bit. Near the end, especially, it's kind of like when tom and maddie you know go and they you know there's a you know, obviously there's an ultimate battle at the end and they they show up and they're yeah. they're prepared to do a lot of things so that that's what i think worked for it the friendship aspect of it all really works between the three characters well once again not trying to spoil things we'll get into it more but seeing sonics tails knuckles eventually you know it's you know you ever seen played one of these games so like figure it out right so, I I, <laughs> yeah,
1: that's what I I agree. I I think that the the father son dynamic worked, and it, it had to evolve into that in order to make room for the other characters to to come in and befriend Sonic, because otherwise it would be this kind of it wouldn't make sense for him to be you know cool with the human character and then be cool with these other you know the. Uh, other dimensional characters Creeches. so i felt Creeches. that it's where the fuck they yeah, are. Creeches. yeah are they calling them? so i mean in sonic is still you know very young and they, they make a point to even say in the movie like you're still growing you're still you know got a lot to learn and i felt that that switch kind of helped with uh with sonic's development a little bit more yeah what about any um other scenes that
2: really stood out, were there any, and, and it's probably something we really want to go into spoilers for, but were there anything that we felt we, we can talk about that stood out as far as uh, maybe some Easter eggs that they brought up in the film? Uh, James.
0: I love the Sega references. I'll talk about yeah. it. Like, Agent yeah. Stone at one point, it was reading through a manual and it's a Sega Genesis. Uh, yeah. Manual,
1: which is <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was, yeah. The whole mm-hmm. Siberia scene had its moments I'll talk about more in spoilers, but <laughs> a little I thought that scene was pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> I like the scene
0: too with uh, Sonic and on top of the plane from, it was tails doing that the was a good that's, one. That's yeah. straight from the game too. Which yeah, a lot too. There,
2: there's a lot of Sonic too. But nice, nice to see that there's some actual Sonic two video game references too, especially and, you know, near the end.
0: Uh, and then the uh, biggest other one, I like the Mean Bean reference for the name of the coffee shop. For uh, the coffee shop, it's yeah. directly, you know, Mean Bean Machine, the puzzle game, Robotnik. So yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well and we can we can go into more of these in in the spoiler section. Um what what didn't work? Was there anything that you really felt like wasn't worth uh a little being put a in a film where you want to see less of? Yeah,
0: I would I'm just going to jump mm-hmm. a little less Rachel. That's it.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, that whole subplot
2: I wasn't a fan of, man. But the I think whole it wedding It was supposed thing, I think, to
0: be cheesy on purpose though. Like they get Shamar Moore yeah. who is like a super good-looking motherfucker, right? And it's like this doesn't seem likely. <laughs>
2: You know? But it all happens and then it goes away, right? Like, you never see them again, Rachel and uh, Randall. Kind of.
0: Kind of, yeah. Rachel does you, some it, stuff that helps them, right?
1: Yeah. It, yeah. it didn't really. Uh, mesh well with me until sonic and everyone else got involved that's when it starts to become interesting
0: i agree yeah Yeah,
1: when they're on their own by themselves i'm like i'm not i'm not here to see this shit like you know we can skip this shit but um i think the payoff is when when things start to get uh start to blend in together and everyone starts to converge all right, yeah, I think seeing the main characters,
2: Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles interact together, even, even with Robotnik, th- those were always the better scenes, but when it was just the other characters, the other people there, the, those scenes weren't as strong, I that feel like, is, except for... I, <laughs> I was going to say, but that yeah.
0: does directly relate to the first movie, though, where, like, Rachel yeah. gets tied up by them, and she does not she does not like Tom, so it's kind
1: of like, you know... No, she doesn't, now. Yeah.
2: So, Marco, what, were there anything else that, that really you felt like didn't work, or was that pretty much the same
1: no that's that's pretty much the same i think that was the only thing that kind of stood off like in fact when they started showing those scenes i was like i hopefully don't spend too much time on this because it seemed like they were and then as the movie progressed you started to see like why they had to include that and in the whole reasoning so yeah
2: yeah i forgot uh-huh.
0: sonic had a uh, owl mom by the way i still find <laughs> yeah, that hilarious they interesting. i'm just saying uh-huh. he's like oh. just caretaker care. That was my mom or something. I
2: was like, oh, yeah, the owl saved it. No one knows whose dad was. <laughs> Yikes. So, James, what? let's talk about the star ratings. What would you rate this film a one out of five?
0: I would give this four comic one book John painted blues out of five.
2: <laughs> Very interesting uh, selection of uh, ratings, but okay. Marco, what
1: about you? <laughs> I would also give this four comic book. John's painted blue. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, man. <laughs>
0: it's like gotta go fast.
2: Well, I would give it three and a half comic
1: book. John's but painted red yes. you know.
0: as knuckles nice as, as knuckles. You gotta do both. <laughs> yeah. Did you like his poofy gloves? I did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what
0: do your hands really look like? Knuckles I just want to know. <laughs> You just remind me of something. I'm going to say it's spoilers. Edge.
2: Um, it sounds like everybody recommends this film. I feel like that—that's really where yeah. we're going with, with yeah. this. It, we, it was very enjoyable, and I would say that everybody agrees that this is a very much both uh, film for people who are nostalgic about Sonic or fans of that, but also um, great for kids who haven't been introduced to it that just love the fairy characters. I think that it relates on both ends, especially knowing James and and my theater being packed full of kids that they all had a great time.
0: Yeah, it's so, nice to know it's no know like a younger generation really like like Sonic. So I was like. That's cool.
2: So we're going to jump into spoilers and talk a little bit more. Just a few more things we want to talk about Easter eggs and some some extra bits that happen at the end. And we don't want to ruin for anybody who is a big fan of Sonic. So if you haven't seen the film yet uh, and very much intend to, we recommend that you do. Um, go ahead and just skip ahead a little bit forward, and you'll listen to our outro, and we'll tell you what we'll be listening to next or watching next. Um, otherwise, stick around for just a little bit, and we'll go into spoilers. All right. So, just jumping into before we even go to the very, very, very end, I would like to just talk about the ending battle scene with Robotnik and all the plethora of of Easter eggs that kind of got tossed in there. We had, uh, w- actually, let me just just throw it to you, James. What was the biggest thing that stuck out for you that you really enjoyed seeing come to come to life?
0: I mean, literally seeing the actual Doctor Robotnik robot. Which is hilarious because it's very—it's basically the caricature of the video game one, or version of himself. Like he it looks looked exactly, just like it, right? Like really funny, right on it. Yeah, it was good. It yeah. was great.
1: it's also from Sonic Two, from the Death Egg Zone. Yeah, yeah, the final boss.
2: What about you? Was there anything that Billy really kind of stood out to you that you
1: enjoyed seeing on screen, uh, Marco? <clears throat> just that seeing uh, Doctor Robotnik uses genius to try, or quote unquote genius to try to take on sonic and and i was waiting for it i was like is he gonna build a giant robot in this one please fucking do it yeah. <laughs> and he does and i'm like oh my fucking god i was so fucking, i was torqued man i was ready <laughs> but <laughs> uh, another is um seeing all three uh sonic knuckles and tails like you know all running really fast and and doing their cool. uh doing their video game moves and it was very reminiscent of you know playing the sonic games the sceneries too and seeing like sonic go through um each different area that he was in like felt like different levels of a video game too like especially oh i love those those scenes scenes, Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: was like a like yeah. straight up like a sonic adventures level i was like holy cow. seriously was like yeah, i like zone, that.
2: splash zone yeah they, they had a, a whole bunch of different uh references to levels in the game
1: but real, one of my all-time favorites was uh lines was when he's in siberia and robotic just crashes in he was like why what kind of a genius would bring a convertible to siberia <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I was fucking That's the line, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good line. (laughs) I was like, holy shit, that's hilarious. And another is every time uh, someone met Knuckles and uh, he would shake their hands and (laughs) Robotnik let him shake agent stone's fucking thumb. hand he just fucking crushes it <laughs> i thought that was fucking hilarious he didn't even tell agent stone he just he just let him shake his hand i was like fuck
2: what about the the ultimate scene at the end the supersonic when he gets all the ksm emeralds and gets to do that what were your thoughts about just seeing that come to life james
0: i mean i'll, I'll quote the kids in my uh audience they all went fucking bananas <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew it was going to happen as soon as the Chaos Emerald broke and the, the the little diamonds came out, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, and you saw the other ones. I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Is he going to go supersonic in this one?" And then he did, and I was like, "Good god!" Uh, it thought,
2: was awesome. That was my favorite scene in the film. Uh, that yeah. and then just when he seeing, seeing the, that come, to life. Mean, he
0: uses all his godlike powers to summon a chili dog from the air he's like here you go <laughs> that was hilarious chili dogs and shit but, uh, well and uh, knuckles line is about saying
2: he's not the same sonic anymore you yeah, that you know right now and don't touch him and he's eating a chili dog he's like hey, never mind nothing's changed." Like, never no, he <laughs> is
0: but yeah the kids <laughs> in my uh theater went fucking ballistic uh you would have thought like fucking i don't know who's a popular character now You would thought Sonic was really in the fucking theater, basically is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Kids were going nuts. They were screaming and I was even I was like I like I went over to Janelle and I was like, Oh my god, he went super Sonic. So, you know, one of those kind of moves. and she (laughs) She was like
1: like, She said, Stop yelling, James.
0: Yeah, she's like, You gotta put your shirt you gotta put your shirt back on. There's a lot of kids in here.
2: This is not appropriate. She's like, James. you can't be using. She's,
0: I started using some hard words too. She said, can't you can't use that language here? There's a lot of kids. And I was like, fuck. And then I blacked out briefly and I looked around and I said, where the fuck am I? And I was just confused. I was like, what happened? So,
1: just yeah. covered in chili dogs. It was awesome. So, yeah.
2: Um, what, about you, what about you, Margaret? Anything else that really stood out for you um, as far as Easter eggs or. Uh, any of the special scenes that they had uh, inside there
1: no it was again it was it was cool to see uh, robotnik build his giant robot it was cool to see sonic go supersonic like james was saying i i went fucking ape shit too i was probably the only one in the theater everyone thought i was a fucking psycho probably <laughs> but i'm like fuck dude i grew i grew up with these fucking video games man they turn around this like, actually been a little happened. awkward Sir, for you. can you yeah. shut
0: the yeah. fuck up please
1: I <laughs> I saw it at 4 o'clock in Vacaville, you know, the JBX. I guess no one wanted to pay extra. My theater was only fucking halfway full. I was like, well, okay, fine, fuck it, whatever. So, um, yeah, those things are fucking great. Um, I think that they did an excellent job at paying homage to the source material, Halo. Anyway, um... Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it was... It, it was fucking, you know, jaw-dropping to see that, you know? Like, it, you, yeah. you know it's going to happen. Kind of like James said, you know, you see the the Chaos Emerald break, and you're like, oh, it's going to happen. But, you know, until it actually does, you're like, fuck yes. You know, I will say, you know, there was a post
2: credit scene, and they reveal that Shadow the Hedgehog is is there, and we're assuming that it's going to lead to a Sonic Adventures film of some sort in the third film. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you, my theater... You would have thought, I, I have to t- be honest here, and p- people think it's going to be uh, not that funny, but you would have thought there was an active shooting inside that theater. to be
0: honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> people Marco. He actually sent yeah. that as a text and said, mm, a little dark, <laughs> a little dark. Bloody <laughs>
2: murder, like screams, and it wouldn't stop. I was scared for a second. I was like, what is going on?
1: Like, like, people okay, all just right. like losing you can their have that context. <laughs> yes. Yes. For me, it, was, it,
2: was it was scary. scary for like
0: me. I, I kind of guessed it when Gun showed up. I even told Janelle once again. She didn't probably give a fuck, but I was like Gun. I was like, "That's the organization where Shadow's from." And she was like, "Please, once again, stop yelling." So I was like, and then when she showed up at the and when he showed up at the end, I, I, I did the like the gr- gripping of Mikey and Janelle at the same time. I was like, "Holy fuck, it's Shadow?" And then like, this kid once again it connects to us, like, loses mind. Yeah. The kid in front of me, I told you, stood up straight, tears, bawling. And when I say kid, 21 twenty one years old. old yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kids in our front of audience were drinking juice and water, and just one of the. I swear to God, he levitated. I was like, "What the fuck is going on in this fucking theater, man?" I
1: I thought you said they were playing. They were drinking gin and juice, and I was like, "I wouldn't Whoa, be shocked. Wild. I
0: wouldn't be shocked. Fuck. They might have been. I don't know if they were small Asian people. They might have been twelve or forty six. I don't know." So I just was no like, no Whoa.
1: one reacted to Shadow in in my theater. I, I did though. <laughs> oh, I, that fact, people were off. leaving. People were leaving. I was like, you guys, you guys don't go to the movies much. I huh? was like,
0: wait, okay. you guys have to at least stay for the the pixel art stuff. Why would you leave right now? It's a beautiful end credit scene,
1: right? Mm. I, was I was like, like there's an app. Mean? It's called uh, anything you know,
0: after. I was like, you, you yeah, want to look it after up.
1: credits. It's like uh, you know, it's usually nine ninety nine point nine percent accurate. So. Yeah.
0: I knew mm-hmm. there was going to be a scene. I didn't think they would show Shadow, though. I was like, holy fuck. So. Yeah. Well, so
2: so what do you think about about that, though? So let's talk a little bit about potentials for Sonic 3. Um, I know we mentioned a little bit that this may be Jim Carrey's last film. Um, and they kind of left it open-ended with him and how things end because he essentially falls off of the giant robot, Eggman robot, and you don't really see his body, so you don't know if he dies or not. I mean, but there's a couple yeah. of... Yeah, there's a couple of uh, throwaways where Gun is saying nobody could survive out of that fall, but you'll see Agent Stone show up, so it leaves it on both sides saying yeah. he's either dead or mm-hmm. he'll they, come back. They leave
0: it open, uh, if anything. It, yeah. It's a smart move doing the Shadow um, story because technically, like, you don't actually need Robotnik for his background because Shadow has, like, a background that has little to do with Robotnik, if, if I recall correctly, from Sonic 2 d- yeah. and from the Shadow the Hedgehog game. So,
2: well, he he he's Shadow's origins are basically that he was created by Eggman's father on the moon, I think, um,
0: right?
2: Yeah, on the it's moon or something crazy. like that, and then gets in <laughs> frozen for 50 years or whatever it is, and then Eggman finds him and kind of manipulates him to basically the same thing one. he does with yeah. Knuckles. Yeah, yeah,
0: they could go that. They could even, br- there's so many characters, man. They could even bring in like a uh, robot Sonic or silver the silver yeah fucking which would be cool silver yeah whatever fucking silver AD might, might show up maybe finally Big yeah they, they may the start pack. adding on more
2: characters right i think that that's an option that they'll because truth be told it's more, more interesting
0: when those characters are on screen anyways like we said so yeah. Um, yeah
1: i think that's what made the movie more fun is the addition of those characters but
0: it's cool that they didn't like oversaturate it which is you know i wouldn't want mm-hmm. them to do that with the sonic 3 i think shadow himself is an interesting character because he's like the evil, ver- he's not even, I mean, I mean, spoiler. We're in spoilers. Like, he's not really evil. He's just, you know.
2: No, he's just kind of like the the darker version of Sonic. He's the, cool, he's he's the opposite cool, of. Him. He's
0: the cool version of Sonic because he's black. he has a gun. <laughs> he has I don't think a, they're going to show the in the move. next film. I don't think they, but, they probably should yeah,
2: especially since everything there was using tasers. So I don't think they're going to yeah. use
0: uh, use any kind of guns there. Uh,
1: <laughs> or they they could just make him have a taser. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a blaster. Pew, yeah, pew. If, if it's a well, because uh. Tails had that blaster that Rachel was using, so it could be something like that. True, yeah,
2: true, true, true. yeah I, I think that uh, I don't know if they'll they'll add more characters outside of Shadow. I'd be surprised if they do because it's a lot, but just enough to just have the three main characters and Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles. And so adding Shadow is going to be good, but then if you start adding in all these extra side characters, I feel like it'll end up being, you know,
0: a Spider-Man three.
2: It'll issue. lose its way, you know? right? yeah yeah, yeah exactly just a lot going on to keep track of
0: <laughs> we got like six bad guys in the next one what the fuck that is our end of our review of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 unexpectedly quite a good movie check it out uh, everybody thank you for listening thank you for the feedback, response, reviews Marco let them know how they can reach us if they'd like to you know talk to us or, something. or message us I guess
1: if, if you do, you know, just want to be, you know, part of the, the saga of you know, Skywalker and, you know, on Anakin and Padme, just check out the Friends, the Movie Pals, and you can see them in this trilogy or in another one on Facebook, Instagram, or, or the Twitter. It's, it's all very, you know, poetic, they all rhyme, and we'll get together at, at Movie Pals Pod. Just check them out, and he was always supposed to be a nine-year-old little boy. Just always. Just, just more relatable. <laughs> just kidding. Check, check us out. <laughs> On Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at MovieBellsPod. A good friend, George Lucas, just gives a shout out. Hashtag not a sponsor. Also, if you use Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, And now, Amazon Music, we are on all those platforms, every streaming platform, for free. Just subscribe. Hit that subscribe button and you'll never miss an episode. Rate us, review us, uh, share us, like us, comments, and we'll appreciate you.
0: Alright, so tune in next time, guys, for episode 123, or 123, as some may call it. We'll be reviewing the new Robert Eggers film, The Northman, as well as continuing our Francis Ford Coppola corner with his 1974 film, The Conversation. So until then, this is James.
1: And Marco. And Bill. Have a great one. And George. <laughs>